Hey guys, welcome to the Under One Roof podcast, where we are talking about building faithful and fruitful families for God's kingdom. My name is Andre, and I'm a pastor at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington. And I'm here with my wonderful wife, Leah. And we're excited to kick this new podcast off with you guys and to be starting this brand new journey of talking about family life. Yeah, we've been thinking about doing it for a while and uh, we're very passionate about marriage and parenting and um, building families for God's kingdom. I think it's a huge topic and our church like is what, 85% uh, young families. families. Yeah. So we want to encourage, first of all, our members and um, young families that are just beginning and anyone else who is in that season of life. Yeah. So if you're, if you're outside the Living Word Bible Church community, which a lot of you are probably because our church is not huge and it's in a small town up in Northwest Washington state. Um, just a little background, the, the first impulse for this podcast uh, is not just to grow a huge audience, but to speak into our moment today, to start a conversation in our church, in our community about the importance of this calling of family life. And we have got a variety of wonderful, wise voices in our church family, I think. Um, so the goal for us is not simply just be the two of us. Uh, it'll be a conversation between the two of us, but also spread through all that will be various episodes with pastors and leaders in our church as we're just actively going through this process of learning, growing in our family lives. And that really has kind of two departments, right? Uh, relationship with husbands and wives mm-hmm. and parenting. They're, they're two pretty different areas. Yeah. And they're two almost separate topics, but they're under one roof, you know, yeah, under one topic. They, they relate a lot. So. so there's so many family podcasts out there. Why? Why another one? Why don't we just tell people to listen to the big smart people up there? And plus, we're not, we don't have 40 years of parenting and graduated kids with families. Uh, why us? Why now? What do you think? That's a good question. There are a lot of really great parenting podcasts that I enjoy. Um, I think because a lot of our, we spend a lot of time with our friends talking about a lot of the topics we want to cover in this podcast with friends, family, and I just thought it would be really great to have a one place where we have these conversations on air where people can be blessed because sometimes you'll be sitting over dinner with friends talking about something mm-hmm. with parenting and it's just like I wish more people could be in on this conversation. Yeah. So it's just a way to bless others. Yeah, I think also um as we said, this is linked to community for us personally. Um it's not just about resources it's about having a conversation with our church family and our friends and the people around our church in town in whatcom county um, because i think there's something special about sharing the common challenge and talking about it with people you know even if it's people that you meet and know online right but having that fresh challenge the fresh perspective uh of on the ground experience so by far by no means are we like specialists and family experts i think that from the very start we want to kick this podcast off in under this clear disclaimer like we're talking about these are kind of notes from the battlefield these are not we are not experts but we're also talking from a perspective of all the amazing things god is teaching us you know yeah we're in it we we have three little kids um gracie is six nathan's five and charlie's one and we've been married for nine years so we're kind of in the thick of it right now yeah. and so are like many most of our friends are right in the same season as us so i think from where we're at is where we want to be sharing yeah and i'm when i say we i don't just mean 
me and you, right? right? I mean like our community of uh, our church family. Yeah. I'm so humbled. I'm so encouraged uh, to be in the trenches of family life together with people and to see how God is providing wisdom and guidance. We just spent a weekend retreat with our pastors and I'm just so humbled to be surrounded by men who have wisdom that I don't have. And to so we we thought it's long overdue. You know, one of the every church has its specific focus areas and one of the Lord has placed many families and children in our midst. And so this is the area where we got to bring the guns. And um, this is our attempt. This is our way of supplying a weekly dose of encouragement for you guys as you think about being faithful husbands and wives, as you think of being faithful parents, mothers, fathers. And I'm just excited to see what God's going to bring from these conversations and what he, what kind of people we can bring into this podcast. Um, because I think that, and this is kind of what we want to hit on for today, um, the reality of family life, and I've been thinking about this for the last few weeks, is that there's two there's two tensions in family life uh, that you're constantly swinging between. Tension A is family life is very repetitive, right? Especially mm -hmm. as a mom. Yeah. One of the challenges of being a stay-at-home mom is that uh, your tasks every day are almost the same. And it's very, very difficult sometimes, mm -hmm. spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Um, on a grander scale, the same thing is happening in our whole family routines. Every day, you know, if you're taking your kids to school or if you're homeschooling, you get up, you do this thing, mm -hmm. you take them to school, dad goes to work, come back, there's dinner, there's bedtime, and then you start over again. Mm -hmm. It's this grind. Mm -hmm. And in the thick of it, when you have kids, especially, you know, younger kids, it's physically exhausting, it's mentally, it's spiritually draining. This is very hard work. Mm -hmm. And um, we are prone to click into autopilot. I mean, I think of it myself, the most important moments of my parenting life are at evening times with my kids after work when I'm kind of doing the bedtime thing. Those are the times when I'm weakest. Those are the right. times when I'm most, most prone tired. to sin, yeah. most prone to be frustrated, to be mm -hmm. angry, to be impatient, or just to not put my full effort into it, Right. you know? And so there's routine, but then there's also constant development. There's constant change. And we are so prone in the thick of busy, hurried life. One of the enemies of today is hurry. I think that that's a very important assessment. Um, in, in, the, in the hurriness of today's life, uh, we are prone to click into autopilot and we are prone to miss very important things happening right under our noses because our relationships with our spouses and our relationships with our kids are constantly undergoing development and change. It's not the same, right? Right, and I think starting with with marriage, when you have multiple kids and maybe they're close in age and you are in the thick of parenting, you know, changing diapers, feeding the kids, doing the school, uh, marriage can take a backseat. It can take like, a, well, we get along and we do this kid thing. Yeah. And it seems to be working. You know, we're not constantly fighting. So that must mean we're good. We're okay. And I think that um, it's very easy to just go with the flow and to keep doing what you're doing since it's working, since yeah. we're not fighting. Yeah. And we measure our the quality of our marriage by not fighting and getting along enough to mm -hmm. parent the kids well. We go to church on Sunday. We go to group. And that's that's good so let's just keep doing this rather than um kind of swimming uh, swimming upstream doing yeah. the work of having kind of pit stops seasonally where you have conversations of how are we doing 
Um, are we are we okay? Are we good? Are we, do we have enough emotional intimacy going on? Are we being open? Are we being honest? How are you feeling about our daily life? Um, right. Having those conversations and being willing to reevaluate the way you are doing things, even if they're comfortable, even if they seem to be working, because a lot of people are like, why should we? dig and create problems if there's no problems and maybe after those conversations you'll realize no it is great we are both happy as a married couple and Mm -hmm. it's working but i think sin creeps into our go with the flow not evaluate don't adjust sin sin thrives in comfort and laziness yeah um but the righteous work of doing the hard evaluation um, look You're at constantly the word of cultivating God. the garden, right? right? Yeah. You don't just throw seeds and and the garden grows. No, like the the Christian life is constantly um, compared to uh, bearing fruit, right? There's, this is one of the most dominant analogies. It's it's the plant growing in a garden and bearing fruit. But that task is per, first of all it requires constant maintenance if you right. have a garden. Yes. And second of all, uh, fruit takes a long time to get fruit. You know, you go out yes. into your garden every day and you look. You look for change every day. And you you might be very discouraged if you're expecting profound change every single day. But over time, you start to see that, right? Yeah. I think that, that uh, like, I'm just thinking back to a, a, a statement I made a couple of days ago. I, I Like, I think we want to make this extremely kind of open, vulnerable, and practical. And just I just remember feeling this at the end of the day. Kids are crawling all over you, and you love them. You want to be in, yet it's loud and chaotic. And it's like... But at the same time, we haven't talked in a while. We want to yeah. like reconnect right. emotionally. And I'm just like, gosh, you know, maintaining intimacy in marriage in the midst of parenting is very difficult. Yeah. This is really it's hard. Like to maintain our relationship even together. Like it's so easy to drift apart. It's so easy to be lazy, especially with entertainment. It's just yeah. it's so easy to unplug. And so I think the first practical principle that I, I want to highlight today is is your view of your marriage and your parenting is your view that you are constantly in need of development and that you're constantly learning something new yeah or is that not even on your radar right you know because I think for a lot of us it's not even on the radar it's yeah. it's like um, it's like car maintenance it's mm-hmm. like well do you do you realize that if you have a car and if you drive it every day you you're always watching oh when's my next oil change yeah when's the next uh, air filter when when, how are my tires up. yeah like like you have to do that right if you do that uh, if you don't do that your car's gonna break down mm-hmm. do you view that you do you view marriage and parenting this way do right. you view it in this way where you're you expect constant need of uh, change and adjustment and maintenance right and is that your mindset first of all ask yourself that question mm-hmm. today because if it is if it isn't everything downstream is closed mm-hmm. like you're not you're gonna you're gonna uh, maybe randomly hear good advice from friends mm-hmm. or maybe you like listen to a podcast randomly oh this is a really good podcast about your marriage life and it's gonna be very random mm-hmm. but it's going to be very ineffective and you're it's very easy to have big weeds start to grow in the right. garden. It's not proactive. It's passive. And sure, being passive and you can learn a few things and maybe make some changes, but proactively um, approaching your family life, you know, under one roof um, with the mindset of I need to grow because this is my home base. This is what the Lord has given me as the most important 
battlefields of my life. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to produce the most fruit. If I'm neglecting this garden, I'm being unfaithful. Yeah. If there are no fruit in this garden, I'm being unfaithful. Yeah. And I'm being fruitless too. Um, and that requires a lot of work. Yeah. And it's, a, it's very easy to feel very a lot more successful in our careers, uh, in our businesses, in our relationships, friendships, in our hobbies, even in church ministries. It's a lot easier to see and feel success there than it is in the family life because um, family life, requ- it, there's no way to escape the absence of true change. There's no, there's no way to fake change. Family right. life, we know each other, we see each other, and it's real. And, and the family is where... I think why why the family is such an important battlefield of the gospel is because it is the place where you really see if the gospel is truly working in your life or not. If if yeah. following Christ is truly transforming you today, right. or it's just an idea, uh, just kind of in the sky, it's a religious ideal thing. Um, when you are struggling through disagreement with your spouse, when you are struggling through being impatient with kids or being lazy about instructing them, loving them, disciplining them, you're struggling that stuff and you are either turning to Jesus, you're either getting fuel from the gospel in those moments or you're not. Right. And that's the foundation of your relationship with the gospel, period. Because it's the most intense struggle of your life, your family. Yeah. So how do you measure? How do you know um, if you love the Lord and you're trying to honor him in your family life and your marriage, but um, you're just not sure. You think and you're like, well, we don't have any major problems and we're doing our best. How do you know if you are... um, being proactive with your family life rather than um, passive? Well, I think that you have to watch for um, kind of changes, right? So there's mm-hmm. current constant practices that require adjustment. Yeah. There, you, you either have uh, nailed into your lifestyle. It's like every, every day at the end of the day, hopefully you brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Like it's a moment where it happens and mm-hmm. that practice is nailed into your schedule and it continually prevents your teeth from falling out. Mm-hmm. Um, family life isn't going to grow by itself. There have to be practices that are nailed in to your weekly routine, daily mm-hmm. routine that are welcoming that growth and development, right? So I think that's the, if you believe that your family or I, another analogy just popped in my head is kind of like the battlefield. You were just saying like if you're in a battlefield and you're commanding troops your enemies are always changing the situation is always shifting and you're mm-hmm. always adjusting to the new situation mm-hmm. that is family life if you're not adjusting you're not going to fight the battle well right and so if you have that mindset of constant development like as a faithful parent as a faithful husband as a faithful wife as a faithful mother uh, oh yeah of course i'm constantly seeking development and it's not just enough to be open to growth it's not like oh i'm open to instruction whenever there's a sermon at church i'm, mm-hmm. I'm listening uh, whenever somebody gives me advice, I listen. No, it's not enough to be open. You have to be proactive. Yeah. You have to be you seeking. Seek you have to be out. growing. Yeah. When you look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, that foundation of God's relationship to Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And he says the first thing that happens, what well, if you believe the Lord is one, you shall teach this diligently to your children. Right. Yeah. And then he doesn't just say like that. He just he, he goes deep. He says, you will walk by the way you will talk. You will mm-hmm. When you lay down, you will discuss. When you sit in your house, you will discuss mm-hmm. the ways of the Lord. These are, these are practices. You are mm-hmm. either doing them or you're not. And if you believe the Lord is one, he is the king, you're going to do these practices. You know. So if I believe constant development and growth is a necessary piece, I'm actively going to seek that in my life 
I'm going to institute practices that are welcoming that. So, like what kind of practices? Tell so me I an think example. We're we're so blessed today with resources, right? This is a podcast. This is a resource, right? So listening to subscribing to resources that help fuel your thinking in this area. I mean, it's so easy to learn and grow as a Christian today. So first of all, I would say, what are you listening to? Are right. you listening to podcasts and audiobooks? Are you reading books? Um, that help that not right? just like when you're pregnant you read that one parenting book and then you don't ever pick one up again because now right. it's, you're too busy no right like it's a great idea to like reread that same parenting book when your kids are toddler and then when they're five and six and when they're older because they change and yeah. there's new challenges um constantly learning mm -hmm. is just part of parenting you're not going to parent well if you're not constantly reevaluating and learning and another thing i think is um parenting and community i think yeah. if you are not plugged into a local church where you are parenting with the people of God who can speak truth into your life, um, you're in a dangerous place because you can be developing very incorrect habits, very um, just wrong thinking, yeah. maybe you're about the way you're parenting. Your and um, you should have community and fellowship with people who maybe discuss parenting, maybe someone who can watch you um mm -hmm. the way you relate to your kids maybe give you feedback once in a while be like hey i noticed you're a little harsh or whatever it may be it's so important to have fellowship with saints who are in the same season as you who can give you yeah wisdom. seeking out conversations and mentorship on this thing because yeah. it's one of the biggest areas that requires wisdom from you like if you can like as a leader for myself like i've just one of those things i concluded i realized like if I can get my my home to follow me and to to lead them, because they know my weaknesses and this is the if I can win here, I can win anywhere. Yeah. In a sense, like yeah. I can serve in the church and the world and whatever. Um, so, actively seeking conversations within your community, I think, like, is that part of your relationships? Is that part of friendship in your life? You know, a lot of times, maybe people in church we struggle with like friendship and the reason we struggle with friendship is because we don't we don't seek a basis for it there's something that connects us right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's the gospel of jesus of course but practically how is how is the work of the kingdom causing us to rub shoulders well this is an area like how just seeking mentorship and wisdom from other people in your church about how to grow as a parent how to grow as a husband or wife you know right that is a practice you're either doing it or you're not Right, and also like maybe some people don't even think to do that because they are so um, convinced of their way, which is really great to be convictional, but also um, inviting others, fellow saints you trust, you respect, just to be like, do you think this practice I'm implementing with my children is right? Or, you know, because sometimes we, we get in this lane and we're like, I read this book, I must do it this way, and this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And from the side, maybe your friends are saying like, hey, you know, I think with this child they're struggling. I can see they need a little extra love or whatever. Uh, I think that's just really healthy and it's a really important practice well, to implement. It's huge because here's the thing, uh, family and parenting, there's, there's no one right formula in a sense, like we build on gospel principles, but different personalities of children, different moments in your marriage, different situations require different applications of the truth. And the more wisdom you get, the more you welcome that, the more equipped we become. And so when we share something, it's not like this is the law. This is the one way to do it. I think as Christians, we get very easily into this kind of like very narrow, like this is the way. This is, mm -hmm. this is biblical parenting. This is biblical marriage. Mm -hmm. This right here. It's like 
um, we have to realize that there's so much wisdom and so much challenges that we, we welcome a variety of perspectives. And we say, as Christians, we say, in this season, this is the best. This is how Christ has led me. And this is, this is what I've learned. And some people might come along and say, yeah, but in that situation, it's a little bit different. Or, or I learned something else because my kid's personality is a little bit different. So that community conversation, I think it's not just good, it's essential. Right, yeah. Another practice is constantly uh, having pit stops or having evaluations with your spouse about how are you doing? How's life going under mm-hmm. this roof, mm-hmm. right? Like we're a team. In a way, it's a family is love, family is relationship, but also it's a strategy. Right. It's a team. We have functions here. Bills need to be paid. Dishes need to be washed. Meals need to be cooked. Diapers need to be changed. Light bulbs need to be changed. Like um, it's a life and there's strategy and marriages can be deeply dysfunctional simply because we don't take the time to sit and talk about it and say, okay, how are we doing? Well, and I think most marriages are likely to talk about it. Most, you know, most of them are likely to have conversations, but in reaction when a problem right. goes when a wrong, problem happens. like get ahead of the problem and um, have a team meeting, like have it set in your schedule. I don't know. We're not that official. It's hard to be super like scheduled about yeah, it, but yeah, yeah. just <clears throat> continually check in and say, how are, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Are you overwhelmed? Like checking in with one another. How are the kids? How do you see, do you see a specific kids having specific issues? Let's pray about it. Let's think through, maybe let's get some additional wisdom from friends or some podcasts or whatever. Um, to just be evaluating and have, like you're saying, strategy for home life, for the aroma you want to fill your home with, checking in if you're doing that well. Are yeah. we parenting our kids well? Are we resting well? Um, rather than just life is going, it's insane, and when problems arise and you break down and then you're like, okay, what what happened? And we yeah. evaluate and we try to figure it out. But like, get ahead of that and be like, how do we prevent burnout? How do we prevent everyone getting grumpy and just feeling distant? Yeah. Um, and I think if you practice these pit stops or team meetings with your spouse or discussion, yeah, it, whether it that's weekly, that. daily, monthly, like there's different ways people do that, right? But the idea of asking how are we doing and realizing that me as a husband, I may see part of it, but I totally could be missing a bunch of stuff that you're seeing. Or even asking your kids sometimes, like oh, how yeah. are we doing? Like how do you guys feel we're doing? Like we've had this busy season this past this fall and asking the kids how do they feel because we might be like oh look at them they're so happy but they're like we want we don't have enough time yeah. with you yeah gracie the other day was just like i feel like i just want normal life mom i don't want to go <laughs> on vacation i don't want to go on little trips i just want normal life where we eat dinner and go to school and it was just so sad for me to hear that because we've been really busy and you know, we're shifting a lot of pieces of the schedule and she's feeling the impact of that. And I really wanted to hear her out. And the fact that she said that to me was so important because it's her perspective on how our family life is going. It's, yeah. it's important. I think the other piece here is practicing repentance. Yes. Um, so fam- like one of the biggest problems we get in this church culture is like this perfectionism. Look at us, nice, clean family on our picture. And we come down Sunday all buttoned up and perfect. You know, like, guys, we're all suffering, struggling, fighting sin. We're all stumbling. We're all missing the mark often. And repentance is the, the it's kind of the key repetition that, that um, it forces you back into the 
glory of the gospel. Repentance is what brings us back to the cross every day. We will fail. We will yeah. fail constantly a lot. Now, that's not, we're not, the point is not to excuse the failure. We, we also grow. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be failing in the same thing over and over and never growing, right? Mm-hmm. But we should realize that we will fail and family life is not a performance issue. It's not something that we, look at me, look how good of a dad I can be. And we struggle with that. And mm-hmm. so welcoming the practice of repentance together as a family forces the entire family back into the beauty of Jesus and the cross at the center of everything. Yeah. You know, learning to pray together, learning to ask for forgiveness, learning to pray with your kids, prayers of repentance. Right. When you have messed up, but also sometimes you got to repent of like, kids, I've been lazy. I haven't been spanking you enough. I've been letting this go and I've been letting you be disobedient. And that was wrong of me. Please forgive me. Or just generally repenting to the whole family of your grumpy attitude the last week. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been rainy. It's been very depressing and gray. And you see yourself complaining more. And it's like, forgive me, my family, please. Let's let me like, I want to be better for you guys. And just practicing repentance is a huge aspect of reevaluating looking at yourself how your family is going and it teaches your children to come along with you into repentance and you know sometimes we don't even need to tell them they'll they'll come around to dinner and be like hey i'm sorry i was i was being grumpy earlier we haven't even told them yeah about anything yet and they already recognize that yeah and i think just to clarify repentance is toward god asking for forgiveness with each other we don't repent to one another i think technically technically but we ask for forgiveness to one another and we right yeah but it's not enough it's not enough to just ask for forgiveness to each other and leave it at that we have to learn to come before god in repentance as a family right right you have to the, the practice of talking to god about your failures talking to one another and talking to god because when we talk to god about our failures we come back to not just stewing in our failure oh man i was not a good husband i didn't think about my wife, I didn't care for her needs. It's it's not just stewing in your problem, but it's also coming and saying, wow, I am defined and equipped by the cross, by Jesus, by his victory, by the present power of the Holy Spirit who is in me, who mm-hmm. guides me to be a living, living, uh, living picture of the kingdom of Jesus today. So repentance, it forces you back into that cycle where you see the power of the cross, the power of the resurrection, the power of the living savior today and the work of the kingdom of God today. And it invites you back in. It's a reassurance. It restores you back into the task, right? Instead of sitting about and making family about our performance, about guilt, about all these things that constantly plague us. I think we're always plagued with guilt. I'm not a good enough dad. I'm a loser. I'm a bad husband. Uh, or or the opposite when you're doing good oh look at me look how good i'm doing it's all about performance and we make that our justification and repentance forces you back into jesus is my justification right jesus is the reason i'm accepted he i takes don't care, do, care yeah. of my failures and i can he fills me with power to do better and it's yeah. never too late to do better so i think like as you're listening to this maybe you're just like oh yeah we don't do that enough or you know, like maybe just start with a family meeting, maybe meet with your spouse, sit, sit down in the evening and just discuss how do you feel, evaluate, mm-hmm. ask your kids how they feel and just go from there. And it's never too late. God is not like, oh, you messed up. That's it. Your family life will. Don't be discouraged. Uh, don't be covered in shame and guilt. Like just repent if there's sin and keep going and make new habits, new goals. And God will bless that. And I think this highlights that um, the essence, the epicenter of your family life, it's not about strategy. Uh tactics organization 
any of that stuff. At the end of the day, it's discipleship. It is a process of becoming more like Jesus and helping others become more like Jesus. That is the heartbeat of your family life. And discipleship is either happening or it's not. People are either becoming formed into Christ or they're not. And that's our calling. The interest, you know, I think the other angle for us into this is like our kids, our parenting life over the last nine years, but also our whatever nine, 10 years of youth ministry and being around teenagers and young adults and realizing that like my spending all those years with youth and I love it. I love youth ministry as a pastor realizing, man, the most important factor in the faith of my kids is my life. Right. Like I see young people, the biggest struggle in their faith is when their parents are living lives of hypocrisy, lives of fake Christianity of lazy Christianity, uh, sin is rampant in the home, unrepentant sin. Like that messes with the kid's heart in their mind so much. It creates barriers they have to overcome for faith and that's hard. Yes. And our, this, this design is discipleship ground zero for the church is the family. And I think just to balance it out, we're not talking about here that everything is about the family and all about the family. The point of the family is the the work of the kingdom through the local church. The relationship of our families to the local church, we could probably do a whole episode on this, but we build healthy families, faithful families that are building the local church, that are spreading the kingdom in the local, in our cities, in our towns, in our counties. Um, this is where it's starting. This is where it's happening. And this work matters. So no matter how tired you are, no matter how stressed, overwhelmed, this work matters. Christ is in it. Christ loved children, cared for the children. Christ loves marriage. Marriage was the epitome, the the pinnacle of creation. And he cares deeply for your marriage, your relationship with your spouse, your love life, um, your your way that you instruct your kids. And so that's what we hope to be here, a, a practical weekly encouragement in this life of loving Christ and loving one another and building healthy families. So thank you guys so much for listening to this first episode. We're excited on this journey together. We'll be dropping new episodes every week. So look for that in wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify or iTunes or wherever. Please go on whatever platform you're listening and give us a review. Share it with your friends. That'll help other people find the show, grow the conversation, welcome more people into it. And we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you.